Nobody asked us, no need to say please. Unrequested commentaries. So, welcome back to another episode of Unrequested Commentaries, where we talk about movies on TV while watching movies on TV. I'm your host, Eric Harker, and with me, once again after a long uh, hiatus, is uh, Dallin Kimball. <laughs> Glad to be back. Yeah. So today, well, first, the spiel of how we do this, you can't hear the movie, we can. We're going to watch a movie and talk about a certain subject, and uh, yeah. You can you can play, play it along if you want. You can play along with us. Uh, we're going to try and keep track of the movie, but also we're not going to be just giving a commentary of the movie. We're going to talk about That'd be boring. Things. So today we're going to be talking about Blade Runner... We're going to watch Blade Runner, the final cut, which is the seventh uh, cut of the movie, I think. Holy cow, there's seven the, cuts. The third major release of it on, on, on video. But, and we're going to be talking about Blade Runner influences and Blade Runner 2049, what we thought of that movie, and full spoilers for both these movies. So we're going to start the movie in three, two, one, go. All right, so here we go. And we're going to try and... Have the volume up on ours just a little bit so we can actually... Be aware of what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different setup that we have today. We usually have are sitting at Eric's desktop, and we have headphones on so it doesn't mess with the, yeah, so us speaking into the microphone. But but this time, we're trying something new because we don't want to admit... We want watching on a bigger TV. Mm-hmm. Although it's a bigger TV, but from farther away, I think our screen sitting close to it is actually it's more like <laughs> bigger to our eyes. But oh well, yeah, it's all good. So starring Harrison Ford, Ford Spears, Blade Runner. This is back in the days when they. Man, that is a pretty boring font they chose. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. This is when they run. They run a lot of the actors and stuff like that before they start to move. You know. Yeah. Did you know that Star Wars, I got hit from i think the screenwriters guild or directors guild because it doesn't have opening credits that was a requirement for oh movies. really one of the so reasons why I, I heard one of the reasons why like spielberg couldn't direct one of the movies back then like, really Hedgeye because that was like a penalty that was, that was part of their thing like you can't you need to like, just, like you have to credit writers you have to do this that, and, you, and you have to put opening credits yeah and for the actors or whatever but it's better that can way can you imagine star wars <laughs> without with opening credits just you know, John Williams and the story. Yeah. I think, anyway, that's funny. Indeed. So, so what are your thoughts on Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner? The original Blade Runner. Um, well, the first time I saw it, I saw it with you. That's right, not too long you ago. You introduced it to me, actually. I'd never heard of it till up to that point. Um, so you never even heard of it? No, I oh may, maybe like heard of it or stuff, but I didn't really I did, know I didn't anything know about it. I didn't know anything about it until you introduced it to me, yeah. really. Um, the only thing I knew about Harrison Ford was like Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And, and What Lies Beneath, his three big ones. Well, he also did Air Force <laughs> One. I'm just kidding. What Lies Beneath is a small one. <laughs> it's not his third biggest one. Um, or his Jack Ryan stuff that he did, the Tom Clancy movies. Yep. Like I knew all that stuff. I had no idea about Blade Runner, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't do very well, but it's one of those cult classics and it was a huge influence on special effects and in other movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be a film snob, you have to like Blade Runner. Yeah. It's very important. And now understanding it, I can understand why it didn't get a whole lot of appeal. And for me, I wasn't, when I, after I saw it, I wasn't like, wow, that was amazing. Like, it has an unsettling feeling throughout it. I mean, because it's a like a post-apocalyptic movie. So, like, yeah. 
what it's supposed to be going for. But I can see how that doesn't appeal for a lot of people. But I, I did like it, and I liked, I liked this. Oh my gosh, we're only two years away. Two years <laughs> in a month. November two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Man, we're behind schedule. Yeah. Where are these replicants at? I know. Gosh. I heard they're really good for people. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, murderous robots. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I, I like it, um, and I, as you, you pointed out some of that, the filmography and the, um, the soundtrack and stuff like that, I also really, really liked. But as far as, like, an overall movie, this isn't a movie that I'd like. It's not like Lord of the Rings falling over. Lord of the Rings, I I can get a hankering for it, like, once a year to watch it, but it's... I think I somewhat grew up with my dad watching it. Like, when it came on TV, he'd stop, and he later bought it, of course, on on DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a kid would enjoy this movie. Like even like a kid shouldn't watch it because it has horrible violence and nudity and stuff like that. But this is a pretty slow movie. It Lots is. Lots of dialogue. It is beautiful slow. scenes. Mm-hmm. Like this opening scene right here. Like this here. scene is amazing. And yeah. I am so impressed. Cutting quickly to 2049, I am so impressed that he didn't open on the the burnt the flares going and. The giant pyramid. He didn't open his movie on that. He opened on that all gray. Is it farmland? Oh no, it's actually buildings, but it's cut just like farmland. He opened on a very different scene. I'm uh-huh. so impressed that he did that because I, could, if I directed the movie, you I could like. Of course, you have to open on the flares and. <laughs> but it's, which actually the way it opens is a good way to bring to point that up. It's like because you're getting, it's still very Blade Runner, but it's like you're He's getting a so different view a different total a different perspective on it because it's like well how does farming work in a world that doesn't really have yeah something i didn't think know, I, I, a few, I have a few notes i want to bring up but this is something i want to kind of say out loud because i've written down i want to make sure and talk about the difference between blade runner and blade Runner 2049 and star wars and like force awakens mm. revisiting a franchise yeah after years starring harrison ford <laughs> <laughs> that's how you connect yeah, that's that how together. I connect it. harrison ford's in it and I realized while we were watching it, again, comparing it to Star Wars, Harrison Ford cannot play, when visiting these old, this is his third franchise he's revisited from years ago, and he cannot play a good father. I mean, there's Kylo <laughs> Ren, there's... He messed that one up. There's Shia LaBeouf, Mutt, in Indiana Jones, uh-huh. and there's the, the girl in, in Blade Which Runner. he had to abandon. Yeah, he abandoned, or, or didn't know about... Any, any yeah. of his he, well, he knew he he knew about her, right? He knew, yes, point, he knew about her, but he didn't know about Mutt. So I'm saying he didn't abandon yeah. Mutt. He didn't, oh. just didn't know about him. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's such a it's such an unsettling scene. Uh huh. You know, yeah, we are actually watching the movie. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about yeah. anything, really. This is where because the, he's a replicant, and they're testing him, right? Yeah, the empathy yeah. empathy test. That's right. Okay, did you do your homework? Did you actually read the, the short story before we? Oh this? no. So. Uh, I'm sorry. Early, earlier this year, I think I, I found a PDF of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. And I'm supposed to read it. And I sent it to him, and he didn't read it. Because that that, that book, again, has a lot of slow parts, but has a lot of things the movie just didn't use. Kind of like logic, like this type of like logical Some, it's not really about, about like AI. And not like, really that. It's the, the empathy. So they're testing like, what he doesn't, why wouldn't you help the turtle? Kind of stuff like mm-hmm. the the society is built and the fantasizes about empathy like you have to have a pet like on the top of this like skyscraper kind of stuff he and his neighbor have pets and he has an electric sheep 
to replace mm-hmm. his real sheep that he had. And his neighbor has a horse, a real horse, and he just fantasized, like, I want that horse. Like, you have to have a pet to show how you how you uh, care for something you care else. for something else. Uh-huh. And replicants don't do that. That's one of the big things about... Oh, they they, that makes them not humans. They don't empathize. They don't... Yeah. So they, why would they have a pet that doesn't make Right. Sense. It's this whole big thing. And he, he uses all of his money and he saves up and he buys a, uh, a goat at the end. And later, Rachel comes in, because she's not really a, a good person in that in the, in the story. Uh-huh. She comes in at the ends and, and just pushes it off the, off the cliff because she was mad at him. So he kills his brand new goat, which he used his bonus for killing the replicants to put a down payment on this goat. Like, a real animal are so expensive. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And she comes and kills it. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. And I and I want to... I love the opening scene, which some people hate. I'm a big fan of uh, The Weekly Planet. And they talk mm-hmm. about it, and they didn't like it. I'm like, what? And I just finished reading it. Because <laughs> I was blown away. They have these mood organs. You can adjust... You can manually adjust how you felt about things. And, like... He was having a fight with his wife, and he knew that if he plugged in a certain code in his mood organ, he could win this fight. But then she said, "Oh, I'll just crank mine up, so it'd be, um, so, so, I, so I won't, I won't give in to whatever point you know, no matter how logical, because I'll crank my mood organ up." So they're having organ. an argument through their mood organs. They're having an argument, and they are threatening to adjust their mood organ, so knowing like they can make themselves. Just not be as not give in to anything. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be as emotionally. It was it was fascinating, and I was really hoping they'd somehow bring in a mood organ into twenty forty nine because I, <laughs> I was so fascinated with that idea. I mean, it's like the ultimate antidepressant kind of stuff. You just manually, yeah. Go, and the wife had recently discovered that she, because there wasn't depression or sadness built into these mood organs. It's all, it's all uppers basically. Uh-huh. But she's found a way to kind of hack it, to make herself sad, because she oh, just really? didn't experience it enough. She wanted to feel that. Interesting. And, and he was getting mad at her because what are you doing that? What if you get like this downward spiral and you don't remember, don't, you'll feel uh, energized you'll, enough to adjust it up again. You'll be trapped. Oh, you'll focus on just the And sadness. she's like, no, I put it on a timer. It's like, it's all this, this stuff. I was so impressed. So, so you've never seen anything but the final cut, this version that I'm watching now. Yeah, that's because it's one I watched. It's the only one, yeah. yeah. I put the same DVD, the same DVD into the same player. <laughs> The original, the theatrical cut, has a ton of voiceover. Like in all these like really? quiet times of like seeing scenes, you'd have Blade Runner go, or Blade Runner, <laughs> and Harrison Ford going like, that's city speak, and that's uh, him doing, like that's a lang- mixture of these languages, t- common in the, like all these scenes of quiet and contemplation are filled with this like really monotone, crappy monologue. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. The, supposedly the studio made Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott put that in. Here's something really cool. They're fl- going to fly up to the police building right uh-huh. there. You can barely see it. They're going to kind of show it in the thing in the center of the screen soon. The top of that building is the underside of the spaceship from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Really? Yeah. They were like, they're like this movie hey, was. We like that. Can we as just you can tell, that? how fascinatingly beautiful this movie is, they were way over budget. So they need some things that just whatever they could get. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that, that the, building right there. That right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like if we could use Jeez. a model that's already been built. And it looks great. fine. It does. It looks great. Man, and go ahead. 
I was gonna say, I like looking at like the technology and stuff that they're using. I think it's funny how like I always find it with movies that imagine what the future would look like. Mm-hmm. Everything still looks like it looks very eighties technology though, right? Yeah, like the screens and the nothing punch flat pads screen, nothing. and everything. Um, yeah, nothing's flat screen or anything like that. But then if you like, like let's say for example, like the recent Star Treks that they came out with. Oh yeah, look more like you know. It just looks like I mean the original, our recent technology on a bigger scale. The original Star Trek, you can't. It's hard to do a prequel or something that really set using the same technology. Seventies is like the original set of Star Trek looks terrible now. I mean, they aren't even real buttons. They're just <laughs> yeah. things of plastic glued <laughs> to a piece lights. of paper, cardboard or something. Yeah. It's really bad. Yes. So, but I was really impressed with twenty forty nine because it felt. Like a natural progression of this future. Yeah. There's still paperwork. Everything's dirty. Mm-hmm. Really Yeah, nice. I really like... There's one one aspect of detail that I thought was really awesome. I don't know if I pointed it out to you, but in 2049, in the... I think it's the police chief's office. Uh-huh. She has... It's like... It's a white wall and a white door and everything. Mm-hmm. And then by the... Where you push the button to open the door, there's black smudges. Like nice all over it, you know, on that part of the door, on that, on that part of the door frame. Because of course, like, the white wall would be filthy if people exa- touched it all the time. Exa- <laughs> exactly. That's good. So I thought I saw that. I was like, that, like, just. I mean, most people don't even. I pick up on that. I probably picked up on that because you notice stuff like that too. But um, adds to the sense of the real, you know. Yeah. Anyway. I love that this guy came back. So in 2049, this guy folds all the origami. He was in the movie. Yeah, and I was, he was so happy to see him. He, even, he folds an origami piece at the end after he's done Folds a sheep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The was, sheep. Yes. So I really want to get a little, you know, the unicorn at the end, the, the pulled out of like a gum wrapper. Mm-hmm. I want to get a little one of those. And I want to get a wooden horse. And I want to put them both in a shadow box, kind of like suspended up. That's Let's go cool. to the wall. It's like, One's the both both are signs that the person isn't what they are. Oh really? Because so the the unicorn, it's only really done in the director's cut and the final cut, which we're watching now, mm-hmm. that the, the unicorn represents that Deckard is a replicant. Because mm-hmm. he has that dream that about the unicorn and then suddenly that other guy knows about the unicorn. How does he know that? Oh, because it's an, a fake memory. Mm-hmm. So he's a replicant too. And the horse represents that you're more than replicant. You're the child of. So you're so yeah. one is like, oh, you're not human, you're a replicant. One is you're not really just a replicant. You're you're also you have so aspects of humanity. And both you. are quadruped horse like animals. And I just I'd love to have a box <laughs> with those two in it. Just, just, just for those. that yeah. representation alone. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. I'm uh, I hope to do that sometime. Like the problem is like folding that little tiny unicorn is really hard. People sell it on Etsy. They'll fold you one. But it's like $15 for a gum wrapper. I'm like, oh, I don't know Are if I do. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a good little good little origami thing, but still. Yeah. Is this? Are they looking at all the people that escaped now, right? Yeah, the Is that right? three or four replicants. So if, or? if I remember right, they were on a... They're <laughs> off-world. That's right, like at a mine or something like that. Yeah. And they hijacked yeah. a spaceship. Yeah, so the, okay. ro- the leader, Roy, was mm-hmm. on screen. Oh, that was him. He was a combat unit, it's like some sort of war or something. Combat replicant. 
And I don't remember, I didn't catch what she was. I know the sound's down too low. I can hear a few things, but... And then there's Pris, who's a pleasure model, basically a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Function military leisure. Why would you make a replicant to be, like, superhuman strong, though? If they're just... Fight your wars for you. I know, but she wasn't She wasn't designed for that. She was, she was designed for... Like you said, a pleasure model. She was um, S and M. I don't know. <laughs> Someone's really into the rest stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, throw me across the room. I love that. <laughs> it really gets me going. Oh my gosh. Uh, it does. It does seem odd. Maybe it's just. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess you buy. You would. buy. You buy a little car. And why do you really need that car to go hundred miles an hour? Yeah, because yeah, well, you can, I guess. I would think it'd be more expensive to make a replicant that has superhuman strength rather than just... But maybe I'm wrong. So maybe, maybe it's just like, like they're oh, all built they're on all... the same model underneath. And... Uh-huh, yeah. So they all just kind of... Yeah. So that was might as well a good time to, to go into movies that were influenced by Blade Runner. So these opening shots, the architecture, the music. Mm-hmm. And one really quick, I have to say, all these shots are in camera. I don't understand how that's possible. All these, really? little, all these little lights, these beautiful models. And they did a ton of in-camera stuff for the new Blade Runner, too. Like, when they're flying out to the city and stuff, like, it's models. I was so impressed. Yeah, like, I like the models. You can tell they were models. Like, I could tell but they models. looked good, man. Look, I'd rather have a model than a really than crappy a, than 3D a, image. Yeah. Because, like, Avatar, despite being beautiful, you know it's... There's never a time you're like, oh, I thought it was real. No, you know that entire forest... Is CG nonsense. Yeah, exactly. And obviously that movie was so and then, expensive. And then if you watch, and now if you watched Avatar, you'd be like, man, these graphics are cheap. And the you'd be the like, texture oh, on that building date. right there mm-hmm. reminds me so much of stuff from Alien. Yeah, it does. Like the human stuff, not like the the, the Giger stuff. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Same director, of course. Uh huh. The owl. So the owl is interesting. In in the sorry to cut back to do androids remove electronic sheep. Uh huh. But the owl, they, they try and bribe Deckard and the thing with this owl. They say, they say it's real. And owls haven't been seen in years because of the fallout from this nuclear event. Uh-huh. And they try and bribe him. And at, at the end, he's like, oh, it's a real one. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to have this pet owl. I'm going to be, oh, my friends are going to love this. My wife's going to be so impressed. I'm going to feel so much better. And at the end, he, not the end, but he later finds out. It's at the fake. end of the scene, like, it's a fake owl. I, I know that. Like, of course it is. They've been dead for years. <laughs> They, they try and trick so, him to re- think it's a real owl. And those real or fake bonsai trees. I don't know. So that's interesting about this because he's at the, oh, what's the name of the corporation? Tyrell. He's at the Tyrell Corporation, right? Mm-hmm. So like comparing what this looks like to the other one, mm-hmm. the other one. No, Ty- that's not Tyrell in the new one because Tyrell oh, yeah, went out of business and was bought out. Taken over by the other place, which is also. And Tyrell got his eyes poked out later in this movie. So. Yeah, that's right. So I guess. But it's also like, you know, it's like this pyramid, you know, it's almost like a tomb, it almost feels like, yeah. right? And it it's even more devoid of stuff. Like, that's got, you know, bonsai trees, and there's like some texture to the walls and stuff like that. In the other one, it was just flat, cold stone. I thought that was interesting. I It is impressive. It is appreciated when movies that have these huge budget want to be super amazing looking mm-hmm. are able to cut back and have minimalist things yeah it was it was a very minimalist type yeah. of background which i th- 
I think also added to like the cold, you know, because what the antagonist in yeah twenty forty nine uh, Ryan Gosling K, uh, no, not the protagonist, oh, the, the antagonist, uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto, because it just it sets it up. I mean, obviously he's got these eyes that he's blind, seem hollow. Yeah, so like it's it's interesting. It kind of mirrors that like kind of cold, empty void. Because yeah. that's what it felt like. Anyway, I thought it was a good, good setup. Yeah. I wonder if like so, you know about Tested.com. That's where I first really I liked Blade Runner fine, but I became more obsessed with it because of um, Adam Savage from Tested.com and, and more famously MythBusters. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with Blade Runner, specifically the blaster and all the props and stuff. Yeah, I wonder if loves... he's built himself a Voight comp machine. This this <laughs> test thing. Be a good question. I'm, I can't obviously built the gun. Uh, I bet if he hasn't, I bet it's one of his projects that he wants to do. Because that's it's such an intricate, weird-looking little prop. Yes, it is. Like, why does it breathe? What What on earth is it doing? Is it like yeah? Why does it need sucking it? in pheromones and trying to read sweat on the people or what? I think smoking would kind of interfere. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's like this movie is the only movie I know of where they use red eye. Like you see, like the the white reflecting from the mm-hmm. people. I don't know of any other movie that lets that be a thing. It's usually looked down upon if you can see red eye yeah. in a movie. But they want her to seem somewhat less human, even though they're trying to determine if she's a replicant or not. Uh-huh. And they, and I think at the end of the movie, when they get in the elevator, Deckard has red eye. I think. Oh really? We'll find out. But. So right here, she's a replicant. Mm-hmm. Is he having her tested to see if she can pass the test? So Tyrell says, "I want. How do you know you can find out a human or not? Well, I want you to test one of these humans that works for me, Rachel, mm-hmm. and it takes a, a hundred questions, way more than average. She's she's above and beyond anything else. And he finally finds out that she is a replicant, but she doesn't know she's a replicant. She thinks she's human. Oh, I missed out. On, I forgot about that. I missed out on that. Yeah." And, and that's the whole thing. Like, how does she not? That's like the next scene. But how does she not know what she is? It's because of the memories. That's when it's first introduced that these fake implanted memories makes Make them feel, feel human. Makes them adapt better. And man, that is a huge cigarette. It's like a hand rolled. Yeah, it is. Gosh, I don't. I don't smoke anything. But I've only seen stuff like that in like people smoking products. <laughs> she got a little weed at Tyrell Corporation. Oh, it's it's morning. Interesting. Because like I thought like going into night because it came out like the sun in the back because it's been able to show it for a long time mm-hmm. it wasn't directed different but it was higher up in the sky oh. to show he's been asking questions for a long yeah. time that's a nice detail I like that also he's, he's beginning to suspect man the the costumes are really good but they're not I love the leather jacket that. Ryan I was going to ask you about one. that. Did oh you which gosh. coat do you like more? Do you like the one Harrison Ford was wearing? Oh, this one's one fabric and it's fine, but that leather one with the the asymmetrical collar uh-huh. that he could put up over his face. I freaking I love that thing. <laughs> I actually looked it up online to see if anyone sells sells them. Uh-huh. And one person's like, "Oh, here it is." And like, I saw I saw their ad a lot, but it didn't have the asymmetrical collar. That's like a yeah. huge part of like. That's just a That's coat. A big deal. I guess the fur and everything, but like, come uh-huh. on. And I I want to know if anyone gets the re- detail on the back because like. 
It's yes. just like paint. Uh huh. On like one on one pattern. half of it, there was a very faint pattern on the right and I, side I of bet, it. I bet you anyone a million dollars that that person selling online, even the one of them, did have the right collar. I bet it doesn't have the detail on the back <laughs> right. Probably right. Yeah, I only I noticed that in one scene where the light was like going across his back or something. And I kept and looking at him like, like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like the little <laughs> detail. I love when they put that stuff. Like in in Lord of the Rings, the two towers. Uh huh. I've I've watched all the behind the scenes stuff like a few times, all uh-huh. twelve hours of it or whatever. The inside of King Theoden's armor mm-hmm. has like this leather work of stamped horses and stuff. Yeah, you never really sees camera. Was never yeah. planned on seeing camera. None of it. Pretty much. But it makes the actor feel. Yeah, more, more like like the king. Yep. I I remember I remember learning about that too. I thought that was pretty awesome. Like maybe maybe it's just me, but like I think if I was in a movie. And I had like a gun. Mm-hmm. I'd want it to be metal. I'd want like okay, I'm going to carry this around all day. It's going to be heavy. I know, but I just don't think I my crappy acting. I don't think I could be like this is a real blaster. Like it doesn't weigh anything. It's just a uh-huh. piece of plaster. You'd or... treat it more like the real thing if it had the actual yeah. weight and feel to it. Like oh, like this movie, the Blade Runner gun was made from like a bulldog a revolver. Mm-hmm. And a couple other things slapped on it. And Harrison Ford's uh, Star Wars blaster, the DL-44, that was like a real gun. That was a, mm-hmm. I think a German or British gun. Mm-hmm. Real parts, like, but the real things kind of put together. It's not just like a solid thing put together. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's the thing about, for anyone who knows Tested, I learned this on there. Deckard's gun in this movie, because that's the movie with Deckard in it, there's a little uh, thing at the bottom of the pommel of his gun that has a little cutout where his, th- where his pinky would go. Mm-hmm. But in one of the scenes where he gets confronted by one of the replicants and he slaps the gun oh, yeah, away, that cutaway isn't there because that's a that's a rubberized version so that people could slap it without hurting their hands. Yeah. But that mold was made before they cut that away when Harrison's like, hey, this is hitting my finger. Can I get that cut down? And they didn't do that on that's the other hilarious. one because the prop was already made. Yeah. Where are they at now? So they're in one of the replicants' old apartment, last place they were seen, and he's getting photos out of it. Oh, I see. Because he's inspecting it. This is another link back to those replicants don't have memories. So they're kind of obsessed with that one, at least, is obsessed with these photos because they're the closest thing he has to to memories. And those white nails. So Mm. weird looking. So this is Roy. He doesn't have much longer to live. He knows he's going downhill fast. Yeah. So he, he showed up. He was already cast, but uh, Ridley Scott hadn't met him yet. And he showed up with his hair dyed platinum white. It's like big boa and sunglasses, like looking like really weird. Uh-huh. And Ridley Scott was like, oh no, what did I get myself into casting this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but he just he wouldn't be the same job. without the, without the oh, platinum hair. The hair it's, makes it great. He, I mean, it, I, he stands out without mm-hmm. being. He doesn't have bright green hair. No, yeah, it just it does. It stands out, but it's. Yeah. It's not like too odd. It's odd, but not too odd. And I'm wondering, is it supposed to be? I mean, obviously, Ridley Scott didn't plan for it, so like. But prop makers, when they make things, they like they like to think about the story behind it, or the people making the costumes. Like, okay, even if that's not actually canon, and I want to know. Was he thinking, oh, I'm a blade, I'm a replicant that's near death, so I have white hair now? Is he thinking that? Like my when I was first built, I had black hair, or is uh, it just mine has platinum white hair? I want to know if he's question. thought about if he had an idea for that. 
Oh, I forgot about this guy. Yeah, the guy who makes eyes. So have you you've seen Dune, right? I think I, I, yeah, we've I showed you. Yeah, over here. So they're gonna. This is the eyeball guy, and they rip open his suit and he starts shivering. And I always think of the scene from Dune where the Harkonnens rip open the guy's still suit because it's just so violent and like, okay, we're we're dooming you by by opening this up. Oh yeah. yeah. I always think about that. Like the little tubes and <laughs> such a weird environment. I love it. This is like something out of that costume for some reason is so much more I don't know those hoses remind me of something I can't quite place um like labyrinth it's kind of like it's like overly detailed almost like that's weird dude (laughs) like uh it's over the top yeah alright hmm so, what are you gonna have to remind me? Because it's been a little bit, and obviously sure. we can't hear the sound very well. What are the replicants trying to do at this point? They came to Earth one to just generally escape the colonies, uh-huh. not the colonies, but off-world. I think it's the colonies because they're tired of living like less than human. They wanted to come to Earth, but Roy specifically came and Pris because they are near their four-year lifespan. Oh, so they're because trying. of earlier models were troublesome. I think I think it was done on purpose. They have a four-year lifespan. They're made, they have four years, and they die. And Roy wants more life. He doesn't oh, want to die. Oh, that's right. So he's trying to get to Tyrell. He, he's trying to get to Tyrell. He, that's he's why he's asking this guy, like, hey, do you know this? Who who does know? He's just going to try and work his way up to the main guy so he can talk and, like, give me more Give me more, more time. time. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of be crappy to only live for four years. Yeah. So that was a big thing in... These are Nexus 6 models. Mm-hmm. There isn't any real record of Nexus 7s. And there's Nexus 8. Which that, is what's... No, that that was the last model that, that Tyrell did. And they did the blackout. The, there's a small uprising. It's in one of the short films. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an animated short film directed by the same guy who did uh, Cowboy Bebop. A pretty pretty good uh, animated oh. cartoon. And that was the end of them. And then the new corporation, the Jared Leto Foundation, I forget his character's <laughs> name, he makes the ones like Ryan Gosling, other ones that uh-huh. don't have a lifespan but are obedient to the letter. And there's another short film about him getting those approved to have rep- replicants being allowed on Earth and being made. Yeah. But, so there's no real mention of Nexus 7, but if you look at the bone in... 2049, the uh-huh. Rachel's bone, it says NX7. Oh, really? So Rachel was a 7. She was a newer... And if Deckard is a replicant, he's a 7 too. Yeah. If he's a replicant. I like that they left it... Because some, Im- some fans disagree. It's ambiguous, agree. isn't it? Because with one cut of the movie, it isn't one as it isn't. Ah. Uh. So Deckard, they left it ambiguous. I'm so impressed they were able to do it. Is he a, is he a replicant or is, or he, is not? he not? And we really don't have enough... Right, and he says, "I know what's real," but not about saying, "I'm, I know I'm this, that, and the other." He's like, he knows, and he's not saying. Because <laughs> Harrison Ford says he's not a replicant. Ridley Scott says he absolutely is a replicant. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. It's like the in Inception, the the top spinning at the very end. Right? You don't know, like 
I think oh, I think Inception like it, it, it tilted it a little bit, it? but again, yeah, people can't argue. It was uh, definitely supposed to be one way, but yeah. Is he in a dream or is he not in a dream? Is so this this had a whole bunch of rain, and there was rain in the new one. See these cars, boxy cars. Yeah, you know? that's and definitely boxy 80s. was an 80s style. You know, give it twenty to thirty years, and now you have these nice sleek curves. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Hello. Hello. My wife is, is here. <laughs> Getting a snack. Yep. Getting a snack. I do love the Blade Runner gun. I think it's so interesting there's like such a huge following and fandom of it. When it doesn't really get a lot of screen time, it's not... It got more it's, screen it's, time in 2049, that's for sure. Yeah, because people know it. <laughs> and oh. also just seeing him looking down at it. Yeah. He's, he's given that gun. He doesn't, That gun isn't lost, and he uses his new one. His new one's lost, and he has to use the old one. Yeah. Because they know people like that. Yes, people do like the gun. 9732. The, ins the inside of these things is so weird. It was oh, like this little hotels. texture. It like, reminds me of like... What you'd see in like a Mayan temple or something. Yeah. Exactly. Such weird lighting, uh, too. What did you think of the holographic girlfriend in the new movie? That, that was really interesting. I really liked it. Some people just I didn't just, like it. Really? I liked how it kind of. Because as far as the storyline thing, it's not needed. But I don't no, care. It's I not liked needed it. in the storyline, but the. That's the thing about this is it's not just, at least I don't feel like it's, we're not just like, we don't have just have this plot that we go along. We actually like, we have this whole little world, you know, and we want to show it to you of what it would be like to live in this world, right? Yeah. So it's more than just, oh, like here, you know, we have our, you know, main character and they, you know, here's A, B, C, D, you know, climax, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's like, so I actually, I thought that was interesting. I really thought it was a thing to add to it as far as like what that would be like. Yeah, so quickly going back, because we are actually doing a commentary of this movie. Mm -hmm. I forget what that's the time <laughs> I was talking about it. Um, so she found out she's a replicant. She knows she is now. So she went to confront Decker. And she basically left Tyrell. She's not going back there because she knows like she, her entire she's not existence has been thrown into question. Fake. Yeah. So why, this is the only person she really knows, it seems, as far as we can let her know. Mm -hmm. She wants him to convince her that she's not a replicant like it's a lie you have to tell me but he's also the guy whose job it is to kill people like her it's interesting oh, that she, she left would... right yeah because now she's rebelling now she's a replicant on earth that's not supposed to be she's not yeah, supposed to be she's here. not supposed to be there that is very interesting and he's just and decker's like oh bad joke i'm sorry like he's like go oh. because he wants to be just very dismissive and kind of forget about it I think people put a lot of stuff on... I think one drawback of the original Blade Runner is Decker does have a little bit of an arc of falling in love, I guess, with, with her. Uh-huh. But there's not this big... He sees the humanity in Roy at the end when Roy doesn't kill him. But there's, it's, you can read into that. It's not as obvious as it should be. Uh-huh. So I think that's one, one drawback from the original. Okay, he learns to care... I think. <laughs> I think <that's> <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, man, that, that kitchen 
I hate a badly lit kitchen in real life. Uh-huh. It's fine in the movie, but oh my gosh, we've had yeah, apartments where the uh, kitchens are badly lit, and it drives me crazy. It's just they're gonna attract the roaches. Yeah. Oh. I was yeah. gonna say though that thing about because you wanted to comment on something well, with the movie, but yeah. the thing with the the girlfriend about yeah that whole thing about what's real and what's not real. I also think it w- added another layer to that as far as not just like if we can you know if we can biologically make you know these replicants or these things that are pretty much humanoid right Mm -hmm. what if we cannot we can digitally make something that's humanoid like oh yeah is like what when does it like whether it's whether we made it and it's completely real or at least appears real what's the difference between it being not real or so i i felt for her you know when she died Uh died did you feel no yeah so yeah listening to adam savage i felt i felt for ryan gosling too because like he just lost something so watch listening to adam savage his podcast and he talked about the movie and he talked about it being he and his wife were talking about being really messed up like a really bad because all this thing's like an ad like it's a Oh yeah, buy more, spend more money to, to improve this product we've given you. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, it's just a product. And like the giant version of her at the end, you uh-huh. know, basically showing, oh, they're all programmed to tell you you're special. Uh huh. They're not really. They don't. At, at the yeah, beginning, at the beginning, exactly. when you first no, introduced, yes. she says she loves him. He's like, you don't have to say that. Like he he loses, he forgets that she's programmed. To, to try and love him. Uh-huh. Well, and she, you know, she mentions about the fact that I'm, like, I want to be more real for you than this. And he's like, yeah. you're real enough for me. And that's one of the things that... Or you're real uh, to me, I think is what he said. Jared Leto tells Harrison Ford is, what if she was programmed to fall in love with you? And maybe, if you're a replicant, you were programmed to fall in love with her. So it's just like the digital thing. Like, oh, maybe you're not really that. You were... You were made so you would fall in love and bear a uh-huh. child. But, like, that's the thing is, in some ways, like, can you say humans are made that way anyway? Yeah. Like, that's you're, that's you're made, you're made to, to find be, a mate and yeah, you're made and, to be attracted, you know. You're true. made to look for affection. You're made to, you yeah. know. So as far as watching this movie, I like the fact, I like the idea of him being a replicant. But as far as the new movie goes, I think it's more special if he's not a replicant uh-huh. and he was able to reproduce with a replicant. Yeah, I, I think agree that's with a, that. a, a more special because assembly lines, robots make robots all the time. That's not mm-hmm. the impressive thing. It's the fact that a robot, a replicant, and a human, a human can together yes. make a child. I think that's way more impressive as far as the storytelling mm-hmm. uh, implications of that. Yeah, I would agree that and creates more controversy as well. Yeah. So. Mm, it's a weird car. Million dollar. I never saw that sign in the background. Like million dollar what? Yeah, that's funny. Dollar 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 Tree has really gone out of business. <laughs> yeah, everything's only a million dollars. Keeping up with inflation. Like, so she trips. She's not supposed to crack that with her elbow. That was not on. That was not on purpose. Oh really? And she apparently really did hurt her elbow when filming that scene. So she's still just kind of going right now, even though she smacked her elbow. Yeah. I love when that stuff happens. Like, if, I, I showed you that picture of Ryan Gosling really getting punched by Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. In the, in the new movie, there's a scene, and I watched it, and it, <laughs> cut, it cuts right before you really see their reaction. It shows the punch. Uh-huh. And I think they used that shot 
but very oh, quickly, it's a real punch. Because very quickly, Harrison goes, oh. like they they didn't act through it. Harrison's like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> I really did smack you in the face. Yeah. So this is interesting. So this guy's in the book, and he and he's a, a chicken head, quote unquote, affected by radiation, and he's kind of not as smart as everybody else. Uh-huh. Like in in the book. Like people wear lead cod pieces because it's going to affect their ability to reproduce. Like it's it's a real big thing this fallout, but the guy who plays, um, ah, I can't remember his name. I, I'm sure they just said it, mm-hmm. but he's in Batman the Animated Series as a guy who makes robots. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And I, re- I and he does he puts on the same voice and everything. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's him. Yeah, I know what episode you're talking Sebastian, about. Sebastian, I think J H. Yeah. But yeah, I, I freaking love that That's funny. they got the guy from Blade Runner. He's the one that makes robots. That is hilarious. I think he even has some of the little robots he has in his real apartment. Oh, so that's a really interesting shot right there. So this, they're in a very famous hotel. Same place they filmed Ghostbusters, um, Beverly, Hill, Beverly Hills Cops, like this really famous hotel in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And now it's run down, is that... That's a, I mean, it's not supposed to be that hotel in this movie, uh-huh. but it's just like it's a famous filming location. Oh, I see. But they couldn't get the, that shot up through the ceiling, so they had to reproduce that grid, that sky, that oh, skylight, yeah, yeah. and they have the thing fly over it again with that everything that in camera sign, effects. Yeah. This movie is endlessly fascinating. I'm just so impressed they were able to like get these like floors like soaking wet that a hotel would be like oh yeah sure we'll shut down let you yeah, just throw some grime rubble all over the water place everything and get it wet and... but yeah i really want to go to that hotel someday just to feel like where but, is it but, at uh beverly hills i think That's cool. you know in ghostbusters where they go and and bust slimer yes that same hotel that huh? same hotel yeah all the locks on the door so there's a lot of movies that are that are influenced. Sorry, again, come back. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Batman uh, Beyond. Like that, that future is all full of those pyramids. Oh and yeah, Batman absolutely. Beyond for That's, sure, man. I think those little guys is right there, and the thing I think they those are robots, are, right? Yeah, but they're not replicants; they're just little yeah toy robot things. I think those guys, something very much like them, are in Batman. Yeah, the animated series. Uh huh. Those really tie it together. Um, yeah, Spam Beyond, Akira, but even more so Ghost in the Shell, the original Ghost in the Shell movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-mm. It's pretty good. Is it's, it? It's short. It's really short. I, I remember I watched it once. I was like, oh, I must have missed like the final few scenes. Oh, no, I did watch the whole thing. It's just like a, an hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. It's really short. Interesting. It's good. It, it does play into this what's real, what isn't, what's an implanted memory. Because everyone, almost everyone on Earth, has some sort of cybernetic implant and into their brain. They can basically surf the web by plugging in. And some people are almost entirely robotic just with a human mind in them. And there's a And there's an AI which gains sentience and is able to hack people, real people. And he gets this guy to do, to do his bidding because he thinks he's doing it for his daughter and stuff, but his daughter doesn't even exist. He shows him, like, this is the picture of my daughter, and I'm like, that's a blank piece of paper. It takes some some ideas from Blade Runner and really runs with them. Interesting. It's real, yeah. Oh, there's unicorn dream. There's the unicorn dream. Very important and very weird unicorn dream. See, I don't think I would have been able to put it together. Maybe I just didn't think about it enough. That, oh, the unicorn means he's a replicant. 
Yeah, I don't. I, th I think I had to be told that. And like, yeah, oh yeah, totally makes sense now. That out to me. Yeah. Um, that was another thing that I, you talked about that though reminded me. I actually like that line when he's, you know, trying to find the. I think it's the same brand of whiskey he drinks in Las Vegas in the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Johnny Walker. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but the uh, when he's looking for the uh, DNA, the, he's trying to, to pick out where's the weird stuff with the DNA. Um, and so it's, you know, you've got your, your T, your G, your A, and your N. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, and, and then his, what, the... Joy, his girlfriend? Yeah. So his, his... Holographic girlfriend? Holographic girlfriend is sitting there looking at it, you know, and she's like, that's interesting, you know, it's just four different, le you know, four different symbols or whatever. And then mm -hmm. she's like, I only have two. Yeah. It's you know, like one. zeros and ones. I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, that's a really interesting way to look like... That. So, like because that once again goes back to that like oh like the only thing that separates a human from you know from the digital or the robotic is two more digits pretty two two different types of symbols or two different types of digits pretty much yeah like that was really interesting. I and that, I love that machine too it's like this gigantic oh yeah like, he was mi like, microfish machine yeah exactly yeah like microfilm yeah yeah, I really like that part. See, and then this thing, like, zoom in on this, zoom in on that, is very, like, It's like he zooms 80s. in, and it seems like the picture, it goes around the corner. It doesn't just zoom in. Oh, is it able it, to go? It's, I, I, I thought it did. Like, it, it seemed like the angle changes. Maybe it's just, oh, Jenny Walker again, I think. Maybe they're sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Probably are. Wait. What is whiskey made out of? Oh, you don't. You're asking someone who doesn't uh, yeah, drink. It's, it's, um, I'm just thinking because like you need plants, right? Yeah, it's some like sort of barley or something. Potatoes or barley, yeah, whatever. So potatoes are are uh, uh, the Russian drink. What is that? Vodka. Vodka. Rum is molasses. Beer is so barley and there's, hops. There's no more potatoes in Blade Runner. Right. All the potatoes. See, are that gone. went around a corner. That oh. changed. Oh. That's interesting. How could you go around the corner? Different. It's a different kind of film, I guess. It has, has like a lot more detail in, of yeah. information in it. Interesting. Is that a dead replicant? No, she's sleeping. Oh. She's the one that is the stripper one he's going to go after next. And the, the little scale he found in the bathtub. Oh, yes. Realize that's from, that's from her. What's on her cheek? Or scale. It's the decoration from her being the, the stripper. She's putting uh, it together. Oh, I see. He's going to go ask about the scale. I do like... I'm trying to think, did I really buy Deckard in the new movie as Deckard? Because I really didn't buy Harrison Ford as Han Solo in the new movie. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Because it's we been too long. Like, yeah. Like, it's hard to picture Han Solo as an old guy in the first place. Yeah. Which... And, like, I, I love... I think I, I think Han I maybe Solo type character probably would get themselves killed prematurely, so... Yeah. <laughs> Just in regular life, but... Yeah. Um, so he's just finding out what that scale scale is. 
that's a good question about whether he felt like they had all these different ideas for costume ideas for him and he just he wore a t-shirt the whole time in the new movie I think it would have been fun for him to put on something something besides a t-shirt but at the same time he's a grumpy add, old man he's been yeah, jaded might, makes that, sense exactly he might add to like I don't care about any of this you know pretentious clothing like I just yeah. I wear a shirt But he looked good. He acted well. He did. But well, I I know, I'm trying to like figure out like how how would you typify this Deckard character, know. right? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I. I don't know. I think I did buy him more as Deckard than I did Harrison Ford. I think I, I, I think Han I did too. I think Han Solo because I know he's wanted Han Solo to die since Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, that's right. So like him so dying in the like, movie was not a surprise. Uh huh. Because I, I was just expecting, okay, he's signed up for one more movie, and then they're going to kill him, because he he's wants his character to die. Yeah. Whereas the Not new movie, he, he doesn't... He didn't have any super big grudge, it seemed, against Indiana Jones or against Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> That's a good point. I, and he did, he did a good job of kind of acting kind of jaded about stuff. Yeah, so. and he did a good job acting in Last or, uh, Force Awakens. It's just my own. I yeah, know about his like, background. This didn't feel like Harrison Ford. Yeah, or, I mean, this didn't feel like Han Solo. Like I never buy Tom Cruise as anything but Tom Cruise. It's just Tom Cruise. Yeah, you don't really. see Maybe because him. he always plays the same kind of. I've never seen him be a different character. That's a good point. As far as like that looks like a really different. Yeah, like. Yeah. He's kind of a type. He's a type. I mean, lots of people are typecast. Like, Indiana, mm-hmm. like Harrison Ford usually plays the the smug, kind of know-it-all, one that will take chances. Mm-hmm. They all, everyone, you, that's how they get cast, partially, because yeah, they know Yeah, because it's like, oh, good they at playing fit this. this role really well. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't, I can't knock him for that. No, it's just there's some actors that are just yeah. kind of cast. Man. This is a very crowded... I, I can't imagine the... Friday the 13th uh, strippers <laughs> the hockey masks going on <laughs> they don't play hockey anymore no. but they do still use them for something here's the thing I watching again to Adam Savage pass on stuff to you is that humans in this movie are all drinking and just like degrading themselves going to like weird stripper things and smoking crazy parties and replicants stuff replicants are spending time with one another quietly trying to just get more life enjoying it well the humans are wasting their lives wow that's a really good point yeah I never really thought about it but like yeah that's that's a good way of putting it yeah there's a lot of layers again like who knows uh-huh. if all that stuff's supposed to it's, it's meant to be there but we'll it just looks, find it definitely looks like but it but I believe it it's like yeah. oh that's a great point like in every scene I think like a human is drinking <laughs> Like, even when they went to see the police chief. Yeah, he The police pulls chief pulls out, out drinks. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, drinking on the job. Okay. That's really interesting. The movie's good. I'm just going to pull out my notes. See what else I had uh, written down about sure. other things that were influenced by it. <sighs> there are a whole lot. Let's see. Oh, Attack of the Clones. Really? Yeah, remember that the the car chase scene after the attempted assassination of Padme? Uh huh. They jump on the speeders and race through town, and they go through these like big flares of fire. 
It's the opening shot of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Coruscant is the is Los Angeles point. of Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good point. So this this video phone that he's talking to right now recently mm-hmm. went up for auction. That was just discovered and, and sold. Really? I don't know what you went for, but it discovered where. That's know, people, funny. People find is that things. the AT&T Bell sign at the bottom yeah. of it? Oh my gosh. Well, when this was I made, I that. think I, my my parents grew up with you rented your phone from AT and T, you didn't own your phone. That's crazy. And even though the push tone phone was cheaper to make, they charged you more than the rotary. Because it was new. Yeah, of course. Any new technology that comes out, they're going to charge you more for it, even if it means yeah, it's cheaper to make it. What was that in his mouth? Uh, bug. A little uh, maggot thing in his drink. Drink. It's, isn't there? They were in the bottom of it. Oh. I think on purpose, kind of like a, you know, well, a, a worm in inside tequila. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, okay, I guess watch this stripper, which doesn't show. But I'm like, okay, this is gonna be. She's gonna like pleasure herself with a snake. I think is what. And he's like super embarrassed by that. <laughs> <laughs> And he, here's something often criticized too. Is like, so he's about to put on a weird voice, a weird nerd voice to talk to her. She doesn't know him. He doesn't have to try and disguise himself. He, he could just like be anything. He could just be himself. But yeah. But now he's gonna put on a weird. Oh, hi, miss. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was kind of odd. But he's trying to put on a, a voice of being timid, and I guess that's what. Oh well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is she a replicant as well? She's a replicant. Right? She's one of the ones that came down with Roy. Oh, She's he's right. the one that had the scales on her, and that's what he, the snake scale. Oh, uh, okay. See, I'm glad that you. Because I watched it, but I don't remember everything. Yeah, and now so. we're just talking over it, so it's hard to keep track of what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> so he's asking her. I don't know why he is interviewing her at all. He knows she's a replicant. She has a pic. He has a picture of her. But so is does. At this point, does he know that she might be linked to the other ones that escaped? Maybe, maybe that's his plan, to try and get more info. But as far as legally, he could just shoot her. But he knows that she's a replicant. He's very smart, so maybe he, he knows that you know. Just be, even though I could just kill this person if they lead me to the yeah. more important person, then that would be better. It could be, but he's not asking like. It doesn't go into it yet. He's just like, oh, maybe there are holes in your dressing room. Like, oh, don't want me to look around for it? Maybe he's looking for clues, really. Uh, or something. Like, oh, there. you never know what a good a guy would do to see a beautiful body. And he's trying to see if people are being perving to her when she was a stripper on stage just now. Uh-huh. But. Going to wash off all the scales. Oh, and he found the scales in the bathtub, right? Yeah, I think that is where he found it. So that makes sense. She was washing them, washing them off back of the apartment she had before. Uh huh. Man, how long would it take to glue those on every night, though? Maybe the snake helps. The snake, <laughs> <laughs> robot snake, help! I have a hair dryer. Forgot about that too. It's gonna be bad for your hearing because they like, can't you be quiet. You should put earplugs <laughs> in your ears. You and the little earplugs are whipping around inside. Yes. <laughs> Kind of like, get them in there nice that and is, tight. That so is not a great hairdo. It's very it 80s. It is for 80s. Very, very, uh, it's fluffed. great for 80s. Who puts on boots before they put on clothes? 
Fucking stupid. I think she's getting ready to run, so. I guess she does have underwear on. <sighs> I guess both of us don't want to say with nudity on stage, like, they're on screen, uh, like, uh. I don't have much to say to this. Yeah. Help me put on this weird. Oh, yeah, and she hits him. So is she found. Is she, she knows found she's. Out? Yeah, she knows she's been discovered. Yeah. I don't know what gave it away except his terrible acting. His, his accent. I just like, maybe I should oh, kill him now. Oh, the plastic raincoats. Yep, plastic raincoats. That's in the new one, too. I don't know why she doesn't actually finish off. Oh, someone comes in, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. She's take off. She was just going to kill him. I forgot Apparently, my snake. Now, apparently, I never noticed it, but apparently it's really obvious. There's going to be some, in the stunt when she's being shot uh -huh. in a few moments, it's a, a body double for her that apparently is not a very good double for her. Oh, really? But I didn't, I it's good enough for me, apparently, because I just wasn't noticing. No, I'll be looking for it. Yeah. Girl, I could ruin it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the bad double. This is where he runs into the other guy, though, too, right? Uh, pretty shortly, I think. I mean, after it's after he kills kills her. So, if he's a replicant, though, then he doesn't have the super strength like other replicants. Do. No, I mean, and there's no indication that the Rachel does either. So Nexus nice. Sevens, maybe they don't have it. Interesting. What do you think of the neon lights or anything like that? It feels. I like the idea of, it's a mixing genre, so this is a noir film. Uh -huh. like the detective, searching for things, it's dark, there's femme fatales, it's, it has all the, the tropes of a, of a thing. I, I, if, you, if you just, most of the time when I've watched this, I'm like, oh yeah, he's trying to get her, she's, she's a dangerous person and she tried to kill him just now. But that was a face of pure terror on her face just uh -huh. now. She's trying to run away. This guy's trying to kill her, all she's trying to do is live. She doesn't want to bother anybody. She just wants to be like a normal human. Yeah. That's a good point. I... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think there'd be more... I don't know. I guess this movie is all, it does a lot of subtle things. Uh-huh. This thing really does lean into the subtle. But I think it'd be more pronounced. Like, oh, he really starts feeling bad for these things that are nearly indistinguishable from humans that he just kills. Oh, he's definitely trying to shoot her now. Yeah. Isn't that like you can't plot a gun unless you've got like a clear shot? Like you could like, you could hit anybody There right was a now. big crowd. He's pushing people out of the way and there are definitely more people in the way. That bullet totally that, that he just missed went somewhere. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? See this body double right here. So I still don't really see it, but apparently it's oh, really? that one maybe. I, I guess I'm so distracted by her outfit and hair. I'm like, that's such a weird hairdo. I'm like, sure, that could be her. Oh, did she die? Yeah. Did she actually, oh, that's right. He does. He gets them all. Yeah, and this is like a tragic like. I'm just happy she's wearing I means weird boots, but they're flats. I'm tired of women in movies trying to running run away and, yeah. and planning on running away and putting on heels. It's just so weird. Yes, it is. And How much force it takes to run through 
sugar glass. I don't know. I've never broken a glass pane before. So that's like prop glasses. Like I think I think it's made of sugar. Oh really? I think. I know, I know some 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 are made of sugar. I don't know if these were. But I wonder how much force it takes. Like, cause rock candy still is kind of hard. Yeah. Oh, there he is. I forget his name. I remember Rip, Pris, and, and, and Roy Batty. So the police already know that she's a replicant? I think he caused an awful big stir. As he was running around shooting stuff, so they uh -huh. were on the scene. I didn't notice a snake tattoo earlier. I didn't either. So that was there, right? I mean, it didn't it appear on her when she died. Yeah. Think. Huh. huh. And here's where he gets attacked. And he gets, you get to see that gun that isn't quite right gets slapped away. And here's the the spinner, the police spinner, telling people to disperse and go away. Nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. Move along. So another thing from the the short story, the book, is oh Budweiser. Budweiser. They, they do have hops. So yeah. <laughs> another, this is all synthetic. Another, uh, I guess synthetic Budweiser. Same as Coca-Cola. That's made from coca leaves or whatever. Um. <laughs> I like seeing actors with the severe acne scarring in movies. I'm like, oh, good. People that have that in life aren't doomed to not be <laughs> in movies. Uh. Um. I wonder how important it was that, that in the new movie he has that same beard and mustache. Like, will people recognize him without that? <laughs> yeah, it could be hard. I mean, his eyes are one thing and this way he talks, but... And, it's, and in fact, he's folding origami. I think you'd be able to recognize him still. I think I would. So the nose original, but I think... Uh-huh. Others... Not that I'm an expert on it, I just... They just wanted to make things. it more obvious. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Because I was like, hey. the questioning. So he's saying he's done. He doesn't want to keep going. But they're convincing There's him more to, to get, keep going. Right? Yeah. Oh, and he's tell and he's also telling her like, that, oh, we know another one. There's only two more. No, three more. Another one. Rep Rachel basically saying, oh, we know there's another one now. There's now. You have to go find her too. Uh. So he's he's officially on. Been told he has to retire, Rachel too. And she's right, right there. there. And she just watched him kill something just like her. Oh, he does see her. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to go after her. Right I now. like I, I like her. when movies are able to make it in a big crowd. The little things they do to make... Because she stood out. Everyone else mm -hmm. is like just dark enough and she's wearing kind of a white, light gray fur. Mm -hmm. That you're able to see her very distinctly. So you'll be able to see Harrison Ford's rubber face when he gets hit. He's... Bleh! See his little snap. Uh-huh. He does it in all of his uh, in all of his action movies when he gets hit. It's <laughs> it's fun to, to look for. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Yeah. There's definitely more action in the second one. Yes. 
But I still didn't feel like it was too much. I didn't feel like it was an action movie, though. There was a lot of... Like, I, I realized while I was watching it, like, oh, they're really letting these scenes linger. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't watching it like, oh, get to it already. I was really enjoying... Because yeah, it felt more like the original. Like, yeah. letting these scenes just, just sit. You just let it... And you do. You just... You gotta sit there and let it soak in. You know? You're not... You're not just moving along the plot. You're experiencing... You know? Yeah. You're experiencing what it would be like to live in a world like that, which I really appreciate that perspective. Yeah. So. I think the one scene was like, wow, this really is going for a long time is when he's going into Las Vegas looking for Harrison Ford. Because I knew he was there. <laughs> if they somehow hid that from from things, which they really couldn't. You, had, you couldn't keep Harrison Ford out of the ads. It's an important part. But like, okay, it's long Where's looking to the scene. And then he goes in to the weird... Statues of women and the bees. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the hotel. Like, it, there's a lot of build yeah, up for that. That's true. So I think I think that could have been cut down, but I don't think oh, I wanted it. Because I, I, I enjoyed everything that was happening. Yeah, so. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Hmm. This is one of those romances that in movies I never really buy. I mean, I think in this scene he does the whole. Tell me, tell me to kiss you. Like, 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 it feels a lot like rape, <laughs> and it's like it's uncomfortable. I don't know it what the feels, intentions it were. It feels really detached and um, stressful. Yeah, because she's not enjoying it. But at which the beginning, is at what least. it is, in a way, you know, because that's the time period that they're living in. Like Deckard's like feeling yeah. really like. It He's feel, feeling really detached from everything. It doesn't feel like it feels it like feel old right to him. old James Bond movies where James Bond would just like sexually harass women until she fell for him romantically. It's like, yeah, you're like I don't know. Doesn't make is, any sense this at is all. Weird. That's stupid. Yeah. I wonder how many uh, cosplay people will be going as Rachel this. Sure, this there'll be some. The huge wide shoulder pads. I only recently <laughs> found out why that was popular. Not like what the reason, but like the reason behind it, not necessarily the the catalyst, mm-hmm. because you did that and you had a really tiny waist. It made you look much more hourglass like. I was really? like, why are women want to look like linebackers? I don't understand why the <laughs> big shoulder pads are a thing, but it's because it made the waist look smaller because oh. the top is so interesting, so padded. Man, I guess if he was a replicant, I'm like why why can't I have super strength? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would be. I was like, man, this would make my job a whole lot I easier. I slugged that guy in the face and all he did was kind of like look that way and then turn back to me like, oh, I want to be. I thought I felt so bad for, for Ryan Gosling in the new one for how much he was just getting beaten and bloody. I know. Just glues his arm back together <laughs> yeah. and just. Puts something over, you know, puts a patch over his nose. Yeah. His head is, I think almost the entire movie, his head is bleeding yeah. from one thing or another. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> I oh. can't catch a break. I didn't, ca- I didn't write down what it was, but remember that the, when he's uh, going for his levels, the cells, uh-huh. cells, that thing? Interlinked. Yeah. Interlinked. It's a poem from a, from a certain book. The book that he has on his, uh, in his apartment that the Joy picks up, like, oh, you should read, read this to me. Oh, it's in really? that book, apparently. So why is it that they pick those phrases or whatever, though? 
so this is I learned, got this from from Wisecrack, their YouTube channel, like a quick reaction to the movie. Uh huh. And it was, a, if I remember correctly, the book is about a person. That eyes right there. Yeah. Interesting. It's about them reviewing a poem. It's a book about people who are reviewing a poem in the book. Part of it, and it's like this proof of an afterlife because these both these people pass out and are nearly dead, and he thinks that in their writing. One person's writing says he saw this white fountain, and this other person, in, separated from that, also has near that near that experience and sees the same white fountain described in this poem. Like, oh, that's proof of an afterlife. They both have the same the nearly same death thing, experience, yeah. and then he finds out the the original poem had it was a mistranslation. It's supposed to be a white mountain, so huh. it's like it's all it's it's all thrown out. That's I forget crazy. how that relates to Blade Runner, but. That's the that's one of the things that's in the story where that cells inter or interlinked 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 intercells. Uh -huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So you you've all, you've probably done a lot of a uh, thought experiment kind of stuff, knowing your your degree and background. Did you ever do that? The the your your brain in a jar receiving signals were. The same as if you were living life and it was indistinguishable. You ever do those no, philosophy kind of stuff? We never, psychology we never did degree? philosophy type of stuff. Actually, I think it's kind of sad. I think with this is completely off topic with this movie, but psychology. I I feel like psychology is moving to more towards just like how can we work with people? Like, is it just becoming psychi psychiatry? No, no, because, psych well, psychiatry is pretty much, we'll talk for 15 minutes and I'll write you a prescription, right? Uh -huh. And we'll make sure, that I'm going to give you a prescription that's not going to mess with any of your other prescriptions or any of other issues that you have so that, you know, biologically, your you body are, won't they're, they're freak out at doctor. you. doctor, yeah. You know, so, but psychology is more just focusing on, like, here's different, you know, types of therapy, this, you know, you might want to use this for people that are having this issues, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. The philosophical or the foundational of like how why why are we developing this therapy type of type of deal like mm. that makes a sense like the like where this therapy comes from like and how did it you know how did it come how did it come to be like that type of stuff isn't so much of a focus so um i honestly think that if someone's gonna do stuff like that where they're working with other people they should take a philosophy class but it's not required for psychology which I think it should be so no I never did anything like that um, when I was in school so I've, I had a science background but we were required to take a history and philosophy of science class which was interesting mm -hmm. we didn't do those kind of thought experiments we did other stuff like what is science and what definition of can you give science that doesn't include fake sciences like astrology and stuff mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting thing looking back through that was one major point of it but it wasn't the only thing we talked about yeah course, but. but that was just an easy example for you to yeah but it seems like it's all we talked about it seems <laughs> like we talked because that was never that was never not the subject we talked about other things but that was never not well the you're thing. there for you're physics you're there, like right a, yeah so like yeah so but like so it was, it was a class a half of psychology uh Philosophy majors, half of physicists. It was a really interesting uh, dynamic to make yeah. in that class. Hmm. Yeah, but I think 
thought experiments are kind of cool. I like them. Yeah. So again, Wisecrack, they do Earthlink Cinema, they do Thug Notes, they do uh, Philosophy of, mm-hmm. like the Philosophy of Blade Runner, Philosophy of Rick and Morty. They do all. They love Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and that thing. And all these different philosophies makes me realize, like, oh, there are a lot of really different ways to look at life. Uh huh. Like what is not only like what is good and what is bad, but like all these different things that are just fascinating. Mm-hmm. But whenever I think of uh, philosophy majors, I always think of there's, there's a piece of paper on a bulletin board at school that were how to make a, a, a philosophy major happy and how to make them sad, how to make a physics major happy and sad, all these different things. But one I remember really is the how to make a philosophy major mad, which was, oh, can God create a major so worthless that even he can't find a job? Making fun of the can yeah. God create a rock so large that he can't lift it. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> major so worthless that even he can't find a job? That's hilarious. I, it's it stuck with me <laughs> for years now. It's like, <laughs> I it's, remember that too. Yeah, it's so... Uh, yeah, this is the scene we were talking about earlier. It's like, it's so... Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I don't see it necessarily as passionate. Yeah, I mean. But the thing is, is maybe it's set up that way because the world that they live in is so. Yeah, let's try. Let's try. It's and, so unhuman. Let's try and right? justify this scene. Maybe it's because he just finished killing replicants. He needs to view them as not human. So he's treating her like less than human. Mm-hmm. But he so. But he realizes that's not. Well, I'm going more right. for the thing that, like, the director, producer, writer was like, we don't want to have a love scene that's necessarily, like, a traditional, like, oh, like, passionate, caring, because that's not the world that they live in, right? Yeah. As far as weird, weird love... it's not a good love scene. No. It's still, I'll be forceful and... Yeah. <clears throat> what did you, what, what did you think of the leading into a love scene of the new movie, the hologram over the prostitute? That was weird. It was fascinating. Yeah, and I that's that was I was and that once again was like, what's real and what's not real type of thing. Like, yeah. What. You know. And I, I agree with you. It was it was weird, but it definitely was fascinating. Yeah. So and that was that was kind of an unnecessary scene, but once again played into that idea. It was, it was of like. A, yeah. The the side plot of. Of the the holographic girlfriend, which I I immediately I I I felt for her. Some people like Adam Savage in his review of the movie just kept referring to her as the holographic fleshlight. <laughs> like I, because oh she's just programmed. Because I really did think oh she really has grown a fond of him. It's not just a program that she's supposed to be in love with him, but uh-huh. it's, I, it's how could you tell the difference cares between about him personally, right? The waifu, this computer program that's just made to praise you and love you and tries to make you fall in love with her so you'll spend more money on their products i mean that's a way to view it like oh yeah you bought them you bought a thing you can walk out with her like Like, oh you're gonna spend more to buy this that and the other and to make them more seem even more real yeah all it is is a never-ending and is it a subscription service is he paying a monthly fee for her or is it a built-in thing you buy once for it yeah, it's like you never know. One time. Oh, suddenly if you so she's not praising you enough and doing what you want, you'll cancel your subscription. 
You know, how can you? But it has to be like there has to be some tension there. Like I bought it because but it's, then it's, it wouldn't be real. Yeah. Like you know? I, I bought it while watching it, but it's it's people reviewing it after. It's like, oh, I can see why that would be really messed up. Mm-hmm. But I, I like no, it. it's it, yeah, because well, like if, from the corporations and they're motivated to just to sell you a product. No, and that and that's the thing. Like that's why I liked it because it's controversial. Yeah. You know? It's like okay, so what if, you know, technology is becoming you know more and more advanced. So like, what if this does become a thing? Like. And as far as, like, personal perception, like, who are you to argue against somebody else, you know, because for them, if it is real for them, how can you really necessarily argue against them about that, you know? Anyway, yeah. It's really interesting. So, uh, I, think, I think his name is Rutger Hauer, the guy who plays mm-hmm. Roy. Do you recognize him from other things? From other things? Like, other movies? Yeah, other movies. He, did, he, like, he really fell out and did a lot of, like, B-movie bad stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. But I know there's one movie that we both really like that he's in. He's in Batman Begins. He's, he is? He's, didn't you get the memo? That's oh, yes, him. he is. He is that guy. I, was so I remember when I, first, when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, he's the didn't you get the memo guy. Yeah. Which isn't a major role or anything, but. Interesting. Yeah. So these two are they're talking about how the other ones died. And, like, you could tell he kind of felt, it looked like he felt bad. But did he really, did he really empathize with them or not? Well, he shouldn't be able to because he's... Yeah. And, of course, like, later, Pris dies and he feels really bad about that. So it's not like they're, like, incapable of feeling for uh-huh. other people. But, like... He didn't, obviously didn't care about them as yeah, much. Yeah, that's some high-waisted pants he's wearing. That's, yeah, I mean, that's old, are. that's old-fashioned, past-the-belly-button up there. Sheesh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Which again, this is where your, is where your national hips, post. That's this is definitely on subject. Where are you supposed to wear your pants? <laughs> I wear them beneath the belly button, of course. This guy does not. His is like up to his, like. Right below your pecs. <laughs> so what do you think of the idea of the the male, the chess thing? I'm surprised they were able to talk to two different people and that. Two steps away, that led them to the CEO of this massive company, the owner and operator of. Oh yeah. But they talked to the eyeball guy. That, that he gave him this guy's name, and then this guy. Oh yeah, I can. I'm just a lowly weirdo that can't go off, off world. That this happens to be playing chess through mail with the head of this major corporation. Because maybe he likes to play chess with that. guy guy yeah yeah well if you had too many people that had to go through then, then yeah the i find would, I, I, I wouldn't really want up. and they yeah. they make you feel for this character mm-hmm. which they don't show him die but he definitely dies yeah <laughs> i'm trying not to like i'm trying to remember to say things when they actually come up but i'm, I'm gonna say it now <laughs> later when they're in the, the Pris's final scene when she's jimmishing around attacking deckard uh-huh they, she's doing these backflips, and Rid- Ridley Scott wanted this these takes over and over again. So he got a gymnast to do it, uh-huh. and she was so tired of it she just couldn't do it anymore. So they got a male gymnast to oh, be really? her. And there's some scenes when she's like flipping or he's flipping, like yeah, that's a guy. The uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's 
see if I can notice them. I like it when you can see, when you notice the doubles. It's like I, I only noticed two continuity errors when I watched 2049. There was a scene where it just showed Harrison Ford come up out of the water and his hair is matted down and wet. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to another scene of his face and his hair is kind of spiky up still. Uh-huh. He's where wet, his hands are down, there's no way he spiked it up. Yeah. His hair should be plastered to his face. <laughs> to his head. And there's another scene where, uh, at the very, very end, when Ryan Gosling is sitting in the snow, it just cut from showing the bottom of his shoes being caked with snow as, he, uh-huh. as he's walking through snow, of course. And the next scene, it shows his feet kind of up at an angle. And there isn't snow there isn't caked snow up to them. There anymore. So I, do, I, I, I don't purposely look for these things. I just, I just notice them. I just them. notice that's them. Just, that's just how you are. But I felt like I really... Like, there are those all these kinds of things like, oh, there's giant... They're, they're robot people and all that stuff, but that's the thing that made you lose it. Like, well, it's a continuity error. You can set <laughs> rules in a universe and that's fine, but you have to stick with them. Yeah. And magically spiking hair and snow disappearing shoes are not part of the universe. <laughs> so I know it's those continuity, things. Continuity, it's off. It's like, yeah, you can make Superman be able to fly and have laser vision and all these different things. But if he's suddenly holding something in one hand and then something in the other and one shot to another, continuity. It's important. Uh, so right now they're trying to get him to give him that info, right? Yeah, trying to have them take him to, to Tyrell. And he, they're jokingly but also pressuring him. Like, he both feels... Oh yeah, these are my friends, but at the same time, like these guys can kill me. Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic. It's an interesting dynamic. What did you think of Love in the new movie, the Jared Leto's replicant enforcer oh. lady? She was like, so her main thing though was she was obsessed with, like she wanted to be the, She's best, the best replicant, right? Yeah. Um. Which also meant, like, I'm the best at following orders, even though... Even though she actually disobeyed some orders, or... Yeah. Yeah. Like, she said, like, oh, I'll just tell them that you, you tried to shoot me first. first. Yeah. Um, but because it was more important for her to do what he wanted her to do, right? Because wasn't he the one who sent her out there to go yeah. speak to the detective to find out, you know, where... Ryan Gosling character, where his character was at. So, yeah. Um, I liked, I actually, I thought she did a good job. Um, that was a good, I liked it. Well, here's a criticism I didn't notice about it, mainly because, spoiler for the audience, we're both white. <laughs> I, this person was criticizing it on, on this long thread on, on Twitter for much like lots of other Ridley Scott movies, all the main characters in this movie are white. In the original and in the, in the other one, in the new one, and I didn't really think about it while I was watching it because it's course, just, I'm white, so yeah, I don't, and it's I work not with, something that really. I, I mean, I do work with people of other races. I just like I just don't think about it. Yeah, it doesn't come across your mind as much. That is interesting. I, yeah, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, it's it's a, it's really scary. In Blade Runner, I didn't really like. Okay, yeah, whatever. Mind you, the last movie he made. Or the second to last movie Ridley Scott was involved in because Ridley Scott didn't direct Blade Runner 2049. He was an executive producer. Yeah. Who knows how involved he really was. As far the as... The Avenue like or whatever his name is from the new movie. or whatever. Was a really good director for it. He's Canadian and he really... 
like not Canadian's a race. I was bringing thinking thinking about that because he wanted to snow in his Blade Runner because he's mm. Canadian. I like that that detail, but I I am curious about the uh, the race because again he, he cast Christian Bale as Moses oh, and like other yeah. like he did the whole Egypt. I think it was Moses, but he did still uh, Egypt and uh, Jewish people and Hebrews and under slavery, and he was all white people they were all or, white. or not Middle Eastern. <laughs> they didn't at least. look very Middle Eastern, huh? That's funny. Yeah, and he was. And there was someone quoted either him or some other person that was a producer on that thing. It's a really bad quote that I will misquote now, saying like, "Oh, I can't do it as Muhammad, whatever from whatever a stand." Like oh that's really and it's like it was really just poor taste this oh, quote. Oh gosh, to say that but you can't you yeah. can't in a realistic world you can't get funding if you pose Cast that as, as a like movie. That. Some you know somebody with that type of name. Yeah, because we all know there aren't very many background. Muslims in the world. <laughs> Who would go see the movie? But yeah, it is a, a problem in Hollywood. But I didn't really mind in Blade Runner because I didn't notice it. But I I think I will notice it from now on. Yeah, probably. Whatever. Speaking of casting, another person that we've brought up before, uh, Dismalchin. David Dismalchin was in Blade Runner 2049. What was he doing? He's the guy who got hit in the back of the head and bleeds oh, out yeah. on the floor. Oh, He's the same guy who Shiv from Dark Knight, and he's in Ant-Man. That's right, he is. He's he's the yeah, guy. I've seen him in a lot. He's in, he's of in Marvel. He's stuff. in Blade Runner. He's in DC. He's, he's in all just kinds not of a major character, and yeah, and he's he's on Gotham now too. I don't watch the oh, show I really, don't but watch Gotham. but I know he's actually a main a main villain in that movie now or that show now. There's so many TV shows; it's impossible to keep up with all. Yeah, I don't know how many people are gonna go cosplaying as him. <laughs> John how, Allen's got nothing on those glasses, yeah, man. And how much of that costume is just the glasses? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get those right. Like, who has bad enough eyesight to need... Literally. I, I mean, who, who part of their cosplay would custom-made glasses? Or do you just have to get no frames? But that's the thing, is, like, that really doesn't have a... Those are, like, bifocals. There's, like... There's not thick. really a frame to them, though. No, yeah, not... not Yeah, how do you have those with no no, like, no lenses? I guess you'd have to... I do like that quote. The, uh... A candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. And you have burned very brightly. It's like... I like that. I don't know why. I just always thought about it. That is an interesting quote. He still takes them off, though. Yeah, basically, he's like... He can't do anything for it. It's like he's so proud of his creation, his children. Uh huh. And yet, Roy is uh, pissed off. He's not happy that he and Press are are doomed. His people are are doomed to slavery and a short existence. Oh, here comes a, a weird kiss and then a head squish. Right. And, and the final cut has the most uh, gruesome of all. Really? The, uh, it has the most blood. <laughs> and they were going to, apparently, being a behind the scenes, they were going to do... Um, they built this, like, $20,000 head that he was going to be able to put his fingers in and squish. Uh-huh. But really, they just had uh, hoses going up through his arms and had the blood flow out. Yeah. I think it's way better. Although I don't... 
crushed. That saves a lot more money, you know, just some hoses. Yeah, but of course they already spent the $20,000 on the... Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, they had the They should have at least done it then to see if it looked I think better be, I think it'd be not. better. I think it's more realistic having a real head because yes. what dummy head in the movie have you ever seen that's like, oh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen a dummy head that looks like... Oh, now the owls, the red eyes. I do love the red eye. And he's so, leaving there knowing he's going to die. It's like leaving a, a doctor telling you that you have cancer and you have <laughs> days, hours to live. And, and of course, you killed the doctor for saying so, but... You don't got much... There's a lot of... You get so much more emoting out of Roy than you do out of Deckard. Not that Deckard isn't... I love his character, actually. Mm-hmm. Despite well, the weird Well, Roy's the scene. one who's about to die, so... Yeah, you get, you get a lot more out of him. Like, it's almost like he should have been the main character. Which is one of the reasons I really like the new movie. It stars a replicant. <laughs> That's I true. I think that was great. That was a good idea. Uh, how did you feel about... So here's a huge spoiler. How did you feel about him dying at the end? I was fine with it. I, w- I would have I liked him to live. Some people are saying, oh, did he die? Did he die? Like, no, he's supposed to he be died. dead. He died. He laid down. And he realized, like, he sacrificed himself. Didn't do what the Resistance wanted. They wanted him to kill Deckard. He wanted to reunite with his family. He did happy. what he felt was right. Yeah, he did what he was happy with. What was... I thought was fine. My one problem was like, oh, they can't do a sequel with Ryan Gosling again. No, because he's dead. Which is kind of a bummer because he did a really good job, in I my opinion. I really liked him. Oh, my gosh. So... Another thing people said, like, oh, that's another movie where Ryan Gosling pulls off a coat that no one else can pull off. Because there's, there's him in Drive, too, where he has, like, this white oh, really? sports with a big scorpion on the back. Oh. It's like no one else but Ryan Gosling can pull off that, that. that jacket. Yeah. I'll, I'll Google images you for you. just pull it up. Uh, drive jacket. I haven't seen Drive all the way through. I've seen parts of it. So if they did do a See, sequel... Here's <laughs> yeah, nobody like else. Only Ryan Gosling, and he yep. looks amazing in it. He's like driver gloves and, the, and that white jacket. That's crazy. But no one else, can, no awesome. one else can pull that off. <laughs> Ryan the Goose Gosling. Uh, so, if they did do a sequel, what I, would it be about? I don't think you can do a, a good sequel. I don't think so either. Mainly because the last movie was amazing. I didn't think they could pull it off. I thought it was going to be too Hollywood, like too. There's more more be transformers, like too too many explosions. Action, yeah, exactly. Like, it was going to be an then, action movie instead. But of they a, really did make a movie that the original fans could love, and of course that means it didn't do very well. Yeah. <laughs> makes perfect so sense. So they it probably won't have a sequel. But the problem is like, twenty forty nine led into oh we're going to have this uprising. Ant- the uprising, and that's not a noir. No, it's not, and that wouldn't and that fit wouldn't with it be, either. I'd be I would see it, of but course. It, it doesn't fit. The, there would there's you can't have two noirs and then a war movie. Yeah, it's like you have to stick to your genre. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see an uprising movie done by the same people because I have faith that they would do a good movie. I just don't think you maybe could. it'd look different. Like it wouldn't be so much about like fighting in the streets and stuff like that. As maybe they would focus more on maybe a po- the political side of it. I don't know. If it did, if it didn't actually. What about Netflix? Do you think Netflix, like a, a Netflix? Like a series? Yeah. 
I mean, you're not going to get Ryan Gosling anyway, so that's fine. That's fine. That's a way to actually work in because you're not going to get Ryan Gosling to be in your HBO or Netflix show. No, you have to recast. You could Deckard, just... Deckard and his daughter run away together somehow, uh-huh. so he's not in it either. You could. You actually, that would be possible. And you would you would focus more on. I would say you need to focus more on the drama side of it, and the more on you know individual people rather than some type of like the uprising would be something that is talked about but it's not necessarily something that does that make sense yeah because i don't feel like i don't think people like going to war is necessarily something that you would would fit yeah this the only thing that really can pull that off is stuff like game of thrones massive war stuff but again it doesn't lead well from two noir movies that's what i'm saying is that it's set up that way so like you could you could have that be a part of it as far as that's something that is talked about and it's something that affects what happens to the characters, but it's not something that they're necessarily like they're not out in the streets shooting at people. Yeah, you know? there isn't like. I really think Netflix could do. I, not that I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. It hasn't been talked no, about at all. No. Um. I think they could introduce a lot of stuff from the short story too. So introduce more of that detail because mm-hmm. if you have to tell like a 13 episode arc you need stuff to talk about and why yeah. not mine the original material exactly oh, that's right she's acting like one of the dolls forgot about that yeah oh so when he pulls off the thing she kicks him uh I think it was the director I think it was really Scott He's actually the one that's in the costume and kicks it, kicks him. Oh, really? It's 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 a guy. It's and some of the, like the producer or something. But she did. He just didn't like the way she was doing the kicking. So it's shown directly from the back. You don't see a bust or anything like that. Uh huh. So when it shows the kick, you'll see it's cut straight from her at her back. Come on, do it. Oh, did they not show that scene? Oh my they gosh! Show the kick. It didn't show the shot that I expected. that you were thinking of. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I always thought that suddenly her hair was all weird. Was so it's a like backflips, fan- like, like you know, fantasy. Yeah, like it's like oh, suddenly her hair is expressing emotion. It was a weird. <laughs> I, I again, this this scene is so weird. It is kind of odd. Sort of weird clown. She, I was thinking like she could have killed him right there. So here's some, but she some decided, flipping. She decided to do some flipping to kill him yeah. instead of just killing him right there. I always thought that was yeah a little lame. They sh- yeah, she wanted to play around with him more, so it might cost her. Yeah. Like, yeah, you should have just killed him. And her death, death rattling, like death, a child tan- having a death, tantrum tan- and dying. Death tantrum, yeah. Another, another view that someone had in the movie is like, they all kind of act like children. Murderous children, but very much because they don't have. There are the, at max, like, she's four years old. Yeah, she only has. The, so they have a limited experience of actual like of the world and like human. Yeah, she wants to play. Like she wants to. And Roy, he like I'm sure he was a combat unit and saw these fires off of Orion and all other stuff, but he still chases him down. He has fun with it. Yeah, is it because he's a sadistic murderer or because he's a child? He's a four-year-old with super strength. Yeah. 
there, I, I do like movies that have all these different things you can look into, the different layers. Yeah, ask questions about it. Yeah. As far as like. Anyway, then it does pose some good questions for like what things might look like in the future. Yeah. <laughs> the lighting is very. The movie's a lot darker than I... Like, after just watching this 2049 one. last weekend, mm -hmm. watching this one, the new movie is much better lit, but not... It's not like a like a milk aisle or anything. It's just... It's better lit, but it still feels like it belongs in this world. Yes, it does. It's better lit, but it's also pretty dark, though. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Little explosion in uh, the back. Powerful gun. Yeah. I did love the sound effect of the gun. Oh the man, it was satisfying every single time it went off. It's there are a few sound effects that I really like. <laughs> did you notice the punching sound effects though? How loud those were? I did. I they was they like, weren't. They oh weren't, my gosh. They weren't the best punching soundtrack of all time, of course. The best, of course, is Indiana Jones, but oh. whoosh, oh, yeah. whoosh. <laughs> I think the ones from Rocky are pretty good, too. Boom, boom. Ah, it's been too long. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but. Uh, you're definitely going to see some Harrison Ford uh, wiggle around. face yeah. as he gets his fingers broken. I do like Roy. Like, it almost reminds me of like Hannibal Lecter. Like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you do this. But I'm gonna kind of give you a sporting chance, even though I know I can win. Uh huh. So here's your gun back, with some broken fingers. Yeah, broke his fingers, so he has to shoot left-handed. Wish we could turn up the sound a little bit more. I, I enjoy this scene because uh -huh. it's so it's so weird. So oddly enough, it's I think I, I, was, cat and mouse I was talking about this being like, oh yeah, it's a noir movie, because I know it is. Mm -hmm. But I've seen very little noir movies. Very few. What are some other ones? Like, I can't even name like other really big ones. It's all like black and white. Um, like Maltese Falcon is one. Uh, I think like movies like Charade might be noir, I think. What would what would characterize noir the most? Uh, like dark. Where, usually, it's a detective. It's a mystery. Usually, uh -huh. they have a femme fatale, some sort of murderous female. That's not necessarily have to be in it. Uh -huh. All those tropes of like the uh, the screen, the light coming through the the screen, the uh, the blinds. Uh -huh. She walked in like she had a. Oh, she walked I in see. and yeah, yeah. fit okay. her like a glove and all that. like that's those are all noir stereotypes but we know the stereotypes but we don't really know the movies because we're just not raised on those yeah that's a good point we should make some more of them then yeah I should look into that we should look into more more noir movies <laughs> I do love the echoing of his scream like all these different things that are just it really paints this, this really interesting picture and him howling like a wolf and 
Yeah, it's really eerie and creepy, and then the lighting's obviously out. And he's like trapped. Like, oh, between this thing isn't just outside, it's this chicken wire. It's. It paints it very much as him being trapped in this building. Somehow a maze inside this building, even though he he came in. Is he lost? Is Uh the one exit locked? Yeah, or does he know that he's. He's, you know. He's far away from the exit, and the guy's just chasing him down. Type of like he can't go towards the exit because I mean it's going towards that guy, so he has to yeah, try and try find, and find another way. way out. Yeah. Drops his gun. That's unfortunate. Hmm. So he got outside. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get out there? Uh, everything feels so filthy, moldy, and. Gross. Mm-hmm. So in the short story, the the JF Sebastian character, I think it is JF, but I don't think his last name is Sebastian in the, in the short story. He lets these people in, the, in this house and he's, he's so happy to finally have a neighbor. And there's this whole other, whole other storyline or story element in there that people plug in to this bearded character marching up a hill and you're able to feel everything that character feels, like the feeling of accomplishment, but also like uh-huh. you get hit by stones, and you can take it off thing, and you're actually bleeding because that character was hit by a rock. And like people say, oh, that character really exists, or no, it's all a lie. It's it's a really, it was it was weird to try and make sense of because there's no aspect of that in this in the movie. Yeah. So when I was reading it, and you're kind of expecting the same kind of beats to happen, uh-huh. or maybe it's a little twist, and this whole other thing that I just didn't. Oh yeah. I just didn't expect, so I I'm, I need to read it again. Get, understand I didn't that need better. To read it myself. Oh, that little nail through the hand that happened a minute ago. The final cut also has the, the most gruesome and most time dwelt on the nail going, oh, the through, nail the hand. going through the hand. I think I wouldn't mind. I think the director's cut is pretty good too. I know this one has a, a little bit more of things, but basically, no one should ever watch a, thre- a theatrical cut. If they only have one cut, not the theatrical. And I like the fact you can still buy any of those, unlike Mm -hmm. Star Wars, where you can only buy... Star Wars is dumb. You can only buy the latest... One that they... Yeah. yeah, The latest special edition version. Because I think if they did offer both, there would be people who bought both, and some people would like one versus the other. Whereas Blade Runner are like, okay, we have three different versions. Mm -hmm. We all agree that it's definitely one of these two, not the original. If they would have just let them all exist, people could just like whatever they liked. That's done with Star Wars, George Lucas. Yeah. Because you like the original with Star Wars, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Only the original. That's how most people feel with that, though. Most people don't care for the others. Yeah. People that, that stick up for the the original movies, or the not original, the special editions, uh-huh. and, and these prequel sympathizers and apologists, like saying like, no, not, not only that they're fine, but that they're good. Like you, you are wrong. <laughs> you are, yeah, you are incorrect. That <laughs> they these are not good. Terrible '90s CGI put in with this prop, real effects. Yeah, just from the '70s. Don't taint something. No, it's like, does do you go back and? You know, mess with Van Gogh's painting. No, it's a work of art. You don't mess with it. Yeah. 
I mean, there were things like Da Vinci worked on like the Mona Lisa for years and years. He never stopped doing it, but he never sold it and gave it away and then stuck into people's never, houses yeah, and paid and over exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> he never said it was. A, he never. This never necessarily didn't say it was a complete yeah. product. Because supposedly place. it was a commission, and then that person either, either <laughs> like died. The hand, like yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Sorry, I'm laughing at your broken hand, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Ugh, all the water running in his eyes, and isn't this like he picks him up and throws him across the thing? Uh he, or he might. Jumps. I know. I know. He. I know. He, when he, he slips later. Yeah, I think I'm hanging he, on this thing, he and tries he tries to jump, him. and he hurts himself or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember all the all the series of events. Is his jacket leather now? Is that a leather no? Jacket? It's just wet, so it's, oh, okay. it's slicker. I don't think it's. I don't think it's leather. I do really like Harrison Ford. I don't think there are any other franchises that I really want him to return to. Man, I never thought they would do Blade Runner. Again, I, I was so impressed. So, so surprised. Like one, they they did it and I like it. Not that I'm the harshest critic, but they did it. And people I know that really are big critics of the movie, they like it. They were able to do it well enough that hardcore fans uh-huh. Like your like your movie. Uh-huh. Which I mean, it says you did a good job. Like can you imagine like Force Awakens and like universally everyone goes I like that. Yes. Like that was that's a hard thing to do. I mean Star Wars is a lot bigger than mm-hmm. Blade Runner. But I think Blade Runner fans are more They would be more militant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like they would because because they didn't it, Star Wars isn't a huge movie that everyone loves. They're a movie that has some weird plot like and weird timing and mm-hmm. they they insist that it is the best movie ever so can, can you imagine trying to make a movie that they like that have just bra- embraced all these quirks of the original and insisting it's like this brilliant film I don't know I'm, I'm very impressed they were able to do it yeah they did a great job with it yeah and like you said, I think the Blade Runner fans are probably would be harsher critics than necessarily Star Wars fans. Yeah. So there's a lot of minimalist um, paintings, or minimalist posters of Blade Runner that I really like. Mm-hmm. One is a bunch of it's like a, a, a very minimalist cityscape and a bunch of gray dots, and there's like a few blue raindrops among the gray, being the tears in rain. I really enjoy that. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, um, the tears and rain. Roy, Roy's final quote is like, all those moments will be lost like tears in rain. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do love that line. I know everyone loves that line, but it is. I love the, I love the blue eyes. Somehow that makes it like, oh, he's a killer. He's a, he has like these innocent, uh-huh. blue, right. light blue eyes. Vibrant blue eyes. Yeah. He's just saved. He's very like. He's just saved me to torture <laughs> me more. Or that's what I would think. He still has the dove. Yeah. Oh. What's the dove? Why? Like, is that supposed to symbolize something? The fact that he has. There, a dove? people people put meaning on it. 
And here's the, the final the final monologue he does. I'm actually trying to hold it for that. It's kind of like... If it's life is so short, it becomes so meaningless type of deal. Or is it that a life is so short that every moment is so much more important? Yeah, because it burns brighter. Yeah. All those moments are lost. In time. And that... That wasn't in the script. That was something that he improvised, or I really? think he's got approved, but it was his. That was his idea? Yeah. That's awesome. I think a lot of times when actors really get into their character, See? sometimes they, yeah. they're they able to come up with some things that really fit that character really well. And then the dove set free almost like a, like a soul. And that building right there, on the right? that, that shot right there is different in, in the cuts. Oh, in, really? the, in the director's cut, it's much more not as detailed like this is a better version of that oh, at least interesting it's a realization yeah guy's not so bad or they need to start these people these replicants are deserve to be Treated. don't need to be killed shouldn't yeah. all be just be hunted down and killed they're just trying uh, to live they're not slaves either yeah it makes me really want to go watch the second, the new one again. Because <laughs> the Rick, new one, the new one has a different perspective about. Yeah. I think about a lot of stuff in there, but it also has a good continuity to it too. Yeah. Which that's that's what you want in a sequel. Give me something new, but don't give it so new that it's completely different from. Finished. Yeah. Is that his gun or something? Yeah. Where'd he get that? He dropped that inside the other building. Or is that a new one? Maybe it's a new one. How does he know Maybe it's he his. doesn't have a gun? I think he can see. Uh, so does that mean he's retiring too? Again, with the sound on, it's so much harder to keep talking through things. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Wants to, to run away with Rachel. Run away with Rachel. And then he, he sees the the origami unicorn and he thinks or maybe he knows that later. Like maybe she's there. Or maybe not. She, maybe, maybe someone's already there and they've killed her. Or maybe she's gone rogue and she's going to kill him. It's a real big who, who knows what's going to happen. Mm. It's hard to keep talking at the end of these movies. Like, okay, I think I've said it with my piece. Yeah, I don't have much whole lot more to add to it. Yeah, sit back and enjoy the movie. Yeah, we could talk about other things. Like, mm. I'm really excited for Star Wars and Thor. Gonna, yeah, I'm. I'm only. This is the first Thor movie I've been excited I for. I know. That's impressive. Maybe the other thing I think is interesting is because we haven't cared for the other Thor movies. I don't but think that's I, I, where the villains, I, that's I where the best the villains have come from. Yeah, Loki's the like, only good villain in DC or yeah. in Marvel. And I think, um, yeah, let's go. There's this one. New There's one. new one. 
I, I didn't mind. No. I liked. I Dormammu liked, was interesting, but he was wasn't really the main villain. Like, yeah, no, he wasn't. And I liked Ultron, but he wasn't utilized well enough. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, that that movie had some flaws. The weird vision bath thing. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> um. Yeah, Loki. That that is that's an excellent point. He gives so, the best villain. I I think well Bucky. Bucky's, I think, is the best villain. But he's Bucky's not, really villain not necessarily a villain. He isn't anymore, at least. Yeah. That was a great villain. Um, Red things. Skull was pretty good. He was always chewing scenery. I think he's always acting at 110%. <laughs> yeah. A little bit too much. <laughs> and the fact that he's contracted for like two or three more movies, but he just doesn't want to come back, so this never happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but, why not? but they won't recast him because he's he's in contract. So they yeah. just won't put Red Skull in it. That's last I heard, at least. Interesting. Just do they they run away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. You see them run away in this one because. Uh, kind of. It shows them get to the elevator. That's when it ends. Yeah. In the in the theatrical cut, the direct, the studio said no, we don't like the. The ambiguous ending. We want... So here's the, the unicorn on the ground. Um, we don't like... The street didn't test well or whatever. We, didn't, we don't think it's the, the sad ending. So it cuts to them driving in like this sunny... The sunny grass and the grass on the sides of the road. And Rachel didn't have a four years life expand. We lived on. We were happy. It's like completely not matching the rest of the movie at all. Okay, so he, he did not have red eyes in that. He didn't see his eyes in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the movie. So, All that's right. that's Blade Runner for it. But yeah, Star Wars. Very excited for the new Star. This is the new trailer. Yep. Excited for it. I like like everybody. It's definitely not going to be. She's definitely not going to turn the dark side. I think that's leading away. But no. I'm excited for the movie. Anyway, we'll catch you guys later. You can contact me at Portland's Batman at Twitter. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Adios.